Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, pretty funny. For those of you who haven't heard it, Jon Stewart was back on The Daily Show last night. The very liberal comedian Jon Stewart. It's like he's coming back to try to somehow save the left in the big 2024 election year. But, man, he had a funny line about Joe Biden last night. But, man, I got to be honest. Uh, you know, we're not necessarily the funniest guys, but Tim uh, from Savage, Tim Tharp and I, I'll tell you what, on Friday in Glendive, we basically said the same thing uh, about Joe Biden. What in the world is he doing? Why didn't he just leave the room? Allow me to present to you a one-man show <laughs> about what Joe Biden's advisors were doing when he turned around and went back to the podium. The show is called No! Do not go back! Please! But he went back! Biden was referring to Sisi, the president of Egypt, not Mexico. Unless it was even worse than that, and he thinks the president of Mexico is named C.C. All right, but of course, John Stewart didn't just reserve his jokes for, for Joe Biden. Uh, he is a, a liberal after all. Uh, but even 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 Trump supporters, you got to laugh at, at some of the jokes that he had last night. Minutes into his opening monologue, John Stewart criticized President Biden and former President Trump for one of the biggest issues this election year. They are the oldest people ever to run for president, breaking by only four years the record that they set. Stewart returned to Comedy Central's The Daily Show after a nine-year hiatus with his usual and acerbic wit. I think we've got a new name for our election coverage. Indecision 2024 Antiques Roadshow. Stewart agreed to host the show Monday nights through the 2024 election. Carmen Roberts. Oh, it's just, uh, yeah, it was Carmen Roberts. Just Monday nights, apparently. Anyway, we got John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, sidekicking with us here on this Tuesday. We're taking your phone calls and more. Uh, you know, that was a funny segment by John Stewart there, uh, John. But still, at the end of the day, it's not about age. It's about competency, right? Well, hey, watch market today. What's the date today, Aaron? Uh, February 13th. Watch, as I tell you, right now, John Stewart is doing the same thing that a lot of the Nets and a lot of the big newspapers are doing right now. They're making another run at Biden to see if they can get him to drop, see if they can get him to pull out you know, at the convention and they'll put somebody else in. But market right now, what, what they're going to do is as soon as they figure out that Biden is not going anywhere, they will all pivot on a dime and you won't hear one more piece of joking or criticism of biden ever again through the election yeah i think I, I think you're right i think they are desperately trying to salvage the democrat party in 2024 by getting joe biden off the ticket or out of the white house and but i, I think i think you're right there's obviously uh, a herd protecting biden even still to this day. And then, and then, yeah, that's when they'll go back to their their same fake news media coverage as usual. All right, phone lines are open for you, 294-0970. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks. 
with Aaron Flynn. All right, we're going to jump right into your phone calls here. Phone lines are open for the full hour. Anything and everything you want to talk about, 406-294-0970. Plus, we got John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, sidekicking with us here on this Tuesday as well. Let's go right into the phone lines, though. We've got, uh, let's see, is it Jocko in R. Lee? Uh, Jocko, thanks for the call. What's on your mind this morning? I'll say, I just want to let you know, let the uh, uh, taxpayers of Montana know that there's a hunger strike going on at the Montana State Prison, restricted housing unit. Um, we have inmates uh, committing suicide in there. We had seven attempts of suicide last week. Two were successful. One of the gentlemen, the inmates, was on this hunger strike. Um, he was eligible for parole. Um, couldn't get his paperwork right from the uh, staff. Um, made him ineligible for parole. So I guess he decided that was his only way out was to hang himself in his cell. Um, a lot of injustices going on at the Montana State Prison. We've been in contact with the governor's office, talking to senators, uh, talk to the governor's office. But um, I don't think the governor's going to do anything about it. But so I, I talked to my son, which is in there, and he's in this hunger strike on a daily basis. And uh, this is the restricted housing unit. And so we know what's going on in there, firsthand information. Um, grievances aren't getting out. Say you write a grievance. Inmates writes a grievance against, um, this is just a character, Sergeant P. Sergeant P reads your grievance, says that ain't what happened, changes it to say no need to go no further. Um, grievance is not getting out. Uh, can't get out of the step-down program, which is set up that if you get into trouble, they put you on this step-down program, and you have to step down through this program through good behavior. Huh, okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Thanks for thanks for putting that on our radar. I mean, uh, I guess it, everything we seem to hear about prisons and jails in general is that if anything inmates get treated too softly they get treat they get too many amenities uh and jail and prison isn't as tough as it used to be or as it should be but that being said i mean yeah there's there's still basic uh human rights and treatment and things like that uh jocko thanks for calling in uh we got some other callers on the line as well here anyway john jackson uh your thoughts <clears throat> my agency would not even bring cases to uh, Montana county attorneys or, or local prosecutors. You know why? Because it would never, ever, not ever go anywhere. You could have a career criminal, a guy who's got th three, four, five felonies on his record, been, you know, been doing this his whole life, and the guy will still get nothing, get, get some kind of deferred probation, Kid nothing. Gloves. You know what it takes to finally get somebody put in Deer Lodge? You're talking about not only being a career felon, but then having some kind of crime of terrible violence also with that so when you're talking about hunger strikes and all that stuff in there i don't care 
Well, and I, I think that's the reaction of a lot of people is like, OK, so some prisoners are on a hunger strike. I mean, yeah, like the legislators and the folks at Corrections, I'm sure, are going to look into to make sure that people are being treated justly. Right. But but in general, like prisoners on a hunger strike, like we got people struggling all across America right now. And uh, and criminals are not getting punished as much as they should be. And I don't know the specific situation involving the guy who wanted to be on parole that didn't get parole. But I know that in past years, we had way too many people be put put out on parole way too early and, and guess uh, where they get put back guess where they get put <laughs> billings montana billings yeah. montana yeah. yeah 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 by by and large a lot of the the people that get released they get dumped in this in the city of billings and you wonder why the crime's so bad and then and then the youth think they can get away with it and uh yeah it just starts to cascade that's for sure all right let's sneak in another caller here 406-294-0970 perry in columbus what's on your mind good morning Aaron and john you know, you guys are exactly right about uh, what they're going to, what the Democrat machine is going to do to the senile sock puppet. Uh, it's coming soon. Uh, thanks for having me on the show today. I called to make a public request of our Congressman Rosendale, and I hope you're listening right now, Matt. We love you and fully appreciate your no-nonsense brand of conservatism in Stillwater County and in a lot of Montana as well. In the Eastern District, you could even call us selfish for not wanting to risk losing your help fighting the insanity on display daily in the one part of the federal government that Republicans are supposed to be in control of right now. But the 2024 general election results could likely decide whether our republic and the human freedom that goes along with it will survive until 2028. As conservatives and patriots, we must keep our eyes on the biggest prize that we can deliver to our nation from Montana. Kicking, tick-tock, flip-flop, K. Ron John out of his Senate seat and watching him have to waddle over to K Street and get a real job as a lobbyist instead. Matt, I humbly ask that you consider rethinking this expensive and damaging primary contest with Tim Sheehy. I'm not saying that he would be a better senator. Far from it. But I will say that it could be that he might pull enough extra votes from the western half of our state to make a tight race go our way. To actually pull and it off. So so you want you want Congressman Rosendale to, to stay in the House and run for the House and uh, and Sheehy to, to plow forward on the Senate race. Yeah, well, Donald Trump just endorsed Tim Sheehy on Friday. Massive move. All right, we've got to hold it right there. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. All right, yeah, thanks to Perry and Columbus for the phone call. And we've got the phone lines open for you as well. 406-294-0970. Yeah, speaking of the U.S. Senate race, yeah, of course, for those of you who maybe missed Friday's show or missed the big news after the show Friday or missed our show yesterday. Yeah, Friday morning, uh, Montana Congressman uh, Matt Rosendale from the Eastern District announced that he's going to run for the Senate. We shared that news Friday morning, and then like four hours later, boom, Donald J. Trump endorsing Tim Sheehy, the Navy SEAL veteran, in that Republican uh, Senate primary. Uh, but so far, Congressman Rosendale says he is staying in the race. Um, real quickly here, there, there's a U.K. Daily Mail story that just got published uh, here just a, what, an hour or two ago. So uh, 
kind of funny story. So earlier this morning, I'm grabbing a cup of coffee. I run into uh, Paul Mushaven and Mark Wilson. They're the breakfast flakes on the country station in Billings. They've been on the radio for 35 years and very popular, right? And uh, and, and it was just kind of, kind of funny because I, I saw, oh, wow, I saw that Matt Rosendale was in town yesterday. But uh, for some reason, didn't want to come see you guys. Didn't want to come see the Breakfast Flakes. I was like, you guys are such a popular show. Why would he not want to come see you guys? Those guys are good at asking some good, tough questions, by the way, too. But but they're also solid conservative guys. Um, well, Paul said, well, you know, I endorsed uh, Tim Sheehy already. And, um, I, you know, I, it's, it's like he just his his take is, Matt, why upset the apple cart? You know, you can keep fighting the fight in the House of Representatives. You got you got a guy in Tim Sheehy who who actually could pull it off and defeat John Tester. So why jump into the race this late in the game and upset the apple cart? That was kind of a Paul Mushaven's take. But I was like, oh, maybe that's why he didn't show up to see you yesterday. But uh, but uh, apparently at, at some of the other radio stations he did show up, up at, according to the U.K. Daily Mail, he was touting all of the support he is getting from Democrats right now. Uh, he was he was bragging about Democrats who are supporting him, and I'm sitting here thinking, uh, dude, the Democrats aren't buttering you up because they they like you and they want you to defeat John Tester. They're buttering you up because they want to slice you up and cut you up for dinner. Uh, they think they can defeat you again. But anyway, that's in the UK Daily Mail right now. But either way, John Jackson, I, I think you and I are kind of on the same page, Not maybe not necessarily about that story, but about this one. Okay, people can sit here and fight about the Senate race all day long. Well, my guy's this guy. Well, my guy's that guy. Look, we've got bigger fish to fry. Well, that's a big fish. But we've got two Supreme Court seats that are up in 2024. We've got legislative redistricting that just took place, gerrymandered legislative redistricting that just took place, that bias that, that got biased towards the Democrats. The, the Republican supermajority in the legislature has seen a ton of their work get thrown right into the trash can because of tyrannical judges and justices on the liberal mob on the Montana Supreme Court. But yet here's all these Republicans fighting each other over one stinking race when they're when, – when they've been losing almost all of their work because of the Supreme Court and then the OPI and the auditor's seat. Like, it's like, guys, you better get your you better get in the game here and figure out what's at stake here in Montana. <laughs> that when when Matt Rosendale announced last week, the first thing I saw was on, on social media was a lot of snark, a lot of spitball throwing. Uh, kind of nasty stuff. And so, you know, I, I, I've commented to a few of these people, and then I put out a tweet. I said, guys, y'all need to knock this Adam Schiff off right now. You know why? <laughs> because at the end of the day, here in June, whoever wins this primary, you're going to need the other guy's votes. You're going to need him to say, okay, good job, good game. All right, we'll get on board with you now. Okay, if, if you're just a total jerk the whole time that other guy's voters are not going to vote for you they're just going to sit home yeah and and that's what i think i think you know and i remember it even last election there were people after the primary was already over there were still whining about a county commissioner race in yellowstone county and i'm like guys why are you even wasting time and energy talking about a primary election that's over you've got a supreme court seat that is up right now 
But yet you're bickering about a, a primary that's already in the rearview mirror. And then, of course, you know, uh, conservatives lose that, that Supreme Court seat. Uh, yeah, we, we get these, these judicial elections in Montana that are, in big quotes, uh, nonpartisan, which everybody knows is once again a big old crock <laughs> of Adam Schiff, right? Well, well, you see, I don't think the, the Montana GOP does a, a good job of getting out, hey, this is who our candidate is, but more better, this is this person right here is a left-wing loon. Okay, this is who backs them. This is how they've ruled in the past. Look out. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> All right. Let's get back into the phone lines here. We got Tim in Shelby listening to KSEN. Tim, what's on your mind? Well, I was listening to that one gentleman commenting about the poor prisoners, how they're going on hunger strike and everything? Yeah. Well, um, I have a, a stepson who's been in federal penitentiary in and out for over 22 years. Now, nobody put him in there except for himself. And he's, they, they, all these prisoners, they still think that society owes them. And they want more and more. They need a debt. They need to pay a debt to society. So, so when you hear that there's prisoners going on a hunger strike, uh, it, it, your initial assumption, based on, off of what you've seen, you know, th- you know, through that circumstance, is okay. Here we go. They they feel like they're entitled uh, to something. Now, you know, because yeah, like obviously we want to make sure people are pre- are being treated justly, right? And there's there's people that do inc- incredible prison ministry programs, reaching out to, to folks on the inside. But I think most of us would have the initial reaction that, that you do and that others do, which is like it, it seems like we're treating these guys too soft, not too harsh. But 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 I don't know because you know we're not on the, on the inside. Yeah, well, I I know a warden from a prison. I hear a lot from from this person, and uh, like I say, my my stepson's in there, and uh, yeah, they just prisoners want more and more and more because they think society owes them. Yeah, boy, we see that entitlement from the criminal class all across this country right now, don't we? I mean, it's like that illegal alien who, the illegal alien who was beating up the cops in New York City, and then they throw him right back out on the streets. And what does he do? Not one middle finger, two middle fingers to all of us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. Society is too soft. All right. You want to eat, you work. (laughs) Yes, that's right. It's the same as we do. That's right. Tim, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening to KSEN. Great to hear from you. Uh, John Jackson, your thoughts? I'd like to hear from him. I I believe he said his stepson is in federal prison for 22 years. And the key I heard was in and out. In and out. Okay, maybe that's it. Maybe he's doing little stints here, little stints there, because, I mean, we we would have drug kingpins classified as kingpins and also moving, you know, hundreds of pounds of weight, and they get 12, 15 years, maybe. So, I mean, this guy must have done maybe two or three or four different stints to get 22 years. Well, but that also goes that if... If the if the the response isn't aggressive enough at first, well, then they're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. So they commit more of the behavior. Then they end up back in there again. And so, like, whereas if we just had an aggressive response right out the gates early enough, you nip that problem in the bud. And I mean, it's like, you know, earlier you and I were joking about. You know that uh, yeah, we we had uh, we had some some of our listeners talk about you know some you know talking about the Super Bowl and and how coaches used to be really aggressive back in the day and then our buddy Stephen Ballantyne talked about the big paddle with the holes in it that he got spanked with as a school kid and 
And, you know, and it's like, yeah, but that probably saved those kids mm-hmm. a lot of bad decisions down the road. Look at the results from El Salvador. President Bukele, who just recently got reelected in a landslide, he has dropped their crime rate by over 90 percent. Okay, and he didn't do that with, I'm going to say this real loud, he didn't do that with job programs and mental health programs <laughs> and rehab. Okay, he did that by putting them in jail. Okay, that's how he stopped it. And that worked? Yeah, you know, crazy as that sounds, Aaron, it worked by 90%. So he put criminals behind, so El Salvador, which, correct me if I'm wrong, was the murder capital of the world. Of the world. MS-13, etc., and, uh, I mean, I, I know Christian missionaries from Montana that go to El Salvador, and if it wasn't for the pastors they work with, they would not be able to travel safely to the places they traveled to. Um, but, yeah, murder capital word, and, huh, he didn't fix it with mental health programs and social programs and uh, backpacks filled with crayons. He did it with uh, putting criminals behind bars. That's it, amazing. It is shocking. Shocks oh. me to my core, Aaron, that oh. something like that would actually work. But maybe some people right here in Montana that profess to say they're working on that problem, maybe they ought to take a look <laughs> southbound to El Salvador and maybe build bigger jails. How about El Salvador. That? El Salvador. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, well, I had one listener, though, who, who has a counterpoint to that argument. Yeah. Actually, I want to get your take on this one. Um, I think there's a good response to it, but I want to get your take on it nonetheless. First, though, let's sneak in another caller. We've got Susan in Missoula. Susan, always great to hear from you. Hey there. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that, but I do want to say, and I've I've sent a message to Matt Rosendale, and I know he's ignoring everybody. He only has, as I understand, $75,000 in the bank. He is, he is ignoring what... Everybody is trying to say to him, he failed at his quest to get the senatorial um, race clinched last time. Donald Trump came in four times and campaigned for him, which was unheard of for Donald Trump, and yet he failed. Matt Rosendale, if you are listening to this show, and I know you do, you need to back out. This is ridiculous. We need to be unified if we are going to defeat John Tester. Kim Sheehy is a new person in politics. He's 38 years old. He's got the energy. He's got the business knowledge. He is actually a military war hero. And I think it's time for the Republicans once and for all to quit acting like babies. And I think the only reason Matt Rosendale is doing this is for his ego. And I don't and I don't appreciate the fact that he's jumping around from job to job politically because if he were to stay in Congress Dude, hold, hold that I thought, think Susan. he could be elected quickly. Yeah, he could he could be elected to Congress. All right, hold that thought. We're gonna take a hard break here. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. For 12 years, students in U.S. public schools have not been able to access milk options that they prefer and consume at home, those being whole or 2% milk. As the U.S. Senate considers the Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act, a bipartisan bill to reinstate these nutritious milk options in school meals, a new morning consult poll of parents with children in public schools show near-unanimous support for the bill. 
Large majorities of parents surveyed in the national tracking poll commissioned by the International Dairy Foods Association want to see whole and 2% milk back in school meal options. Are you concerned about the impact government policies could have on your cattle business? One way to make your voice heard in Washington is by joining NCBA. When you join, you'll be part of the nation's oldest and largest national cattle industry organization that has a professional team working in Washington, D.C. on issues that matter to cattle producing families nationwide. Don't stay on the sidelines. Make your voice heard by joining NCBA today at the website ncba.org. According to USDA's Montana Livestock Summary, steer calves last week under 500 pounds were mostly $5 to $15 higher, while 5 to 750 weight steers were $15 to $20 higher. The five and a half six weight steers across the state averaged $2.99 to $3.37, with the six to six and a half weight steers $2.82 to $3.18. I'm Ray Northline. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I got a couple of messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app. Bob in Lewistown, Rosendale, and those running against Tim Sheehy are spoilers. They're egocentric, if not narcissistic personalities. Ignore what will win the day for conservatives. That was from Bob in Lewistown. Uh, let's see. Oh, there was one other. One. Oh, this was an email that came in from Steve in Anaconda. Rosendale reminds me of Nikki Haley. She thinks she is so special and the world can't live without her. Rosendale is blind to reality just like Haley. That was from Steve and Anaconda. But I also know there's there's some uh, uh, some big uh, Rosendale supporters out there as well. You can message us on our Montana Talks app. Or, of course, call in. we got phone lines open right now, 406-294-0970. Uh, Mike in Columbia Falls next up on the phone lines. Mike, what's going on? Hey, not too much. Hey, I just wanted to comment uh, on our criminal system. Uh, I heard a liberal uh, towards the end of 23 talking about how we need to let the prisoners just uh, out of prison and not put them in prison since the system hasn't been working all these years and protect themselves. And then they uh, talked to a chief of police that said they arrested this one individual three times in 72 hours. So, uh, of course, we all know that would never make sense or work. The problem is, is we have not been hard enough on criminals for many, many years. Mm-hmm. It's time to get tough on criminals. Prison shouldn't be a, a place where they can have uh, their internet and things like that. It should be a place you do not want to be. And it should be, like I was taught as a kid, it should be a cold uh, concrete cell with a sink, a cot, and a toilet. And if people paid their, their uh, dues for their crimes they committed, they wouldn't have rap sheets. And they wouldn't be in prison because they wouldn't want to be there. We've got to get tough on uh, crime and, and prisoners and uh, change their laws to where uh, we even going, going back to the chain game. People say that's cruel. And uh, what about the victims? I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it's inhumane to the criminal and this and that. When they take a person's life, they just gave up their rights, completely gave up their rights when they did it on purpose. Yeah. We've got to quit feeling sorry for the criminal. I'm tired of these liberals. That these are what these liberals want, and it's. I'd, I'd like to lock them all up 
and uh, see how how they like it. Well, that reminds uh, me of uh, yeah. No, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, that reminds me of um, Gascon. You know. No one stinks like Gascon. So I'm going to start singing Beauty of the Beast. I had kids, right? No one stinks like Gascon. No one releases prisoners like Gascon. Uh, this district, John, you know who I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. D.A. Gascon. Uh, is he Los Angeles? Is that where he's at? Uh, or is yeah. he San Francisco? He's Los it's, Angeles. It's LA, yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, um, a woman who lost her own child to a gang, uh, to gang violence uh, finally was able to confront him. Things got heated at a recent debate when a heartbroken mother confronted George. George Gascon over how he handled the prosecution of a gang member who fatally shot her 25-year-old son. My child was killed by a gang member, and you had more sympathy for that gang member than my child who was killed in front of my home. Can you explain to me? Because I've been looking for you for four years. Now, after taking over as district attorney, Gascon barred prosecutors from pursuing advanced punishments for gang members, a policy many of his challengers vehemently disagree with. That's what these and that's what these Soros funded prosecutors are doing all across the country. But again, let's go back to the important races here in Montana. We've got a liberal mob on the Montana Supreme Court that has made it harder to keep and put these criminals behind bars. I mean, Gustafson, what was she known for? Well, if you had criminal charges in Macomb County and then you got criminal charges in Valley County, she didn't want you to be able to rack and stack those charges to give a, a, a lengthier prison sentence against that guy. She, no, 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 no. We got to go easier on these criminals. That's what the liberal mob on the Montana Supreme Court's doing. So don't just blame Gascon because they stink just like Gascon too. <laughs> the criminals out there know they know your community. They know if in your city, in your town, will they get actually put in jail and stay in jail? Are there all these services and freebies for them? They know all of this. If those two things are not in your community, if they're going to go to jail and stay there and there's no freebies for them, they're going to leave. I mean, a couple of them get put in jail. The rest of them just keep on walking because they don't want to be in your town. That's what, that's what people have to understand. So I think it was either one of our listeners or it was somebody on Twitter. You and I were tweeting about Bukele down at President Bukele down in El Salvador, who took the, the, the worst uh, homicide rate in the world and turned it around by putting bad guys behind bars. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, it was like Chris Farley on the Japanese game show. Ding, 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 ding. And but this listener or, or somebody on Twitter said, yeah, no, actually, the reason why the crime rate is lower in El Salvador is because all the criminals came to America instead. I mean, I get where where he's coming from, but I, I think actually lawlessness begets lawlessness, and and our open borders lawlessness in America, are they bringing, are they sending their criminals to America? Yes, mm -hmm. but it also continues to foment criminality down south as well, i.e. Ecuador, drug cartels taking over TV stations, assassinating local prosecutors, and more. Good on him. I mean, if, if Bukele, through his measures, through his crackdown, can force people to leave his country and go somewhere else, good on him. That's what I've been saying on your show for a year, Aaron. That's my, I'm not telling people as a law enforcement officer, I'm here to solve crime or solve mental health or solve the homelessness. I'm here to tell you like the bouncer at the end of the night. 
You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Okay, get out. I don't. I don't care what you do or where you go. Just get out of my town. It's not my job to solve this problem. It's my town. It's my job to get you out of my town. Yeah. In fact, we just literally just got a message on our app uh, from Matt. I'm not sure which town Matt's in, but yeah, making making that point. How many criminals of the 90 percent reduction of crime in El Salvador are coming across the border in Texas? Meanwhile, Bruce in Ennis, let's let the best man win the primary in June. Bad-mouthing the candidates isn't going to change the outcome. We have two Republican candidates, an independent, and two Democrat candidates. And March 15th sign-in date, we could get more. Vote in June for your candidates and let the votes speak for themselves. Actually, there's three Republican candidates. Uh, former Secretary of State Brad Johnson is, is in the Senate race as well, uh, officially. I uh, haven't heard as much from him, but he is he is in the race as well. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Thomas in uh, Yellowstone County. Thomas, thanks for the call. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Uh, just real quick, running for Yellowstone County Sheriff. Uh, big fan of Joe Arpaio. I'm a former federal drug enforcement officer. Um, we need to focus on Montana. We got a great, great governor in Greg. We got a great, great attorney general in austin knutson the problem is is we got liberal judges in the supreme court that we need to remove and have them removed because they're the whole problem we got county attorneys that are their lackeys and uh you commit the crime you do the time um hard time we are a border we are a border state and and I've been with Austin, and we got to get the fentanyl problem. Uh, we are not a we are not a uh, a state that allows people to do this. You do the crime, you're going to do the time. And my whole campaign is based on Sheriff Joel Pyle. All right. Oh yeah, our our pile. There you go. Yeah, we remember him. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, yeah. Now Yellowstone County is actually looking to build a short term detention facility as well. I, I remember back when the jail was full the last time. Somebody's like, "Look, we don't need to build a Taj Mahal." Just do the Sheriff R. Pyro route. Get a short-term detention facility up and running, and Yellowstone County is actually moving forward on trying to get something like that uh, up and running. I mean, <coughs> even more than what, what R. Pyro had, of course. But Just just on that right there, that guy's got my vote. I mean, if he's a Joe R. Pyro fan, he, he, he's got my vote, and he's going to have to remember, he's going to, for at least, at least a little while, he's going to be swimming against the tide on everybody because you know what? This community and Montana criminal justice in general has, I mean, for over 20 years now, had this same philosophy. And if you come in bucking the apple cart, you're going to get a lot of pushback from people, and you better be ready for that. All right. Let's see. 406-294-0970 is the number for you. Let's go next to Phil in – oh, by the way, the the sheriff's election in Yellowstone County isn't until 2026, just in case anybody's wondering. Uh, Let's go to Phil in Billings. Phil, what's on your mind? Scott, good morning, Aaron. Good to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for calling. Um, I went to a Matt Rosendale get-together last night and supported him. And uh, I wasn't really sure who I was for in the uh, race for the Senate. And uh, I had gotten a lot of uh, literature from uh, Tim Sheehy in the past, and I read it all. And I was about ready to send him a check until I began to check into his record, which did not impress me. I was impressed with his record as a Navy SEAL. And uh, I have to know a few of them. But uh, anyway, uh, his record in terms of uh, how he made some of his money uh, really kind of bothered me. 
And uh, the fact that he has absolutely no record in regards to uh, any sort of race. Um, hold, hold that thought. Hold it. that thought. we got to take a quick break here. Uh, hold that thought. We'll come back to you right after this, Phil. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, hey, important update here, guys. Before we get back to the phone calls, I just want to do an important clarification. This was not John Jackson in Vegas after the SHOT Show. I know it sounds exactly like him, but that was not him. Just for the record, I just want to, you know, some people, misinformation can get out there, John. That was, actually was me right after I walked upstairs on our podcast, after we got the uh, interview with Donald Trump Jr. That's right, yeah, yeah, That's me on the podcast. Donald Trump, (laughs) Donald Trump Jr. He was was wearing sequin bell bottoms and everything. It was, uh, it was classic. He was so excited to see Donald Trump Jr. at the Montana Talks radio show on Radio Row, you know. That was so awesome. <laughs> I, I texted you afterwards. I said, that is the get of all gets. Yeah. All right, let's go back to Phil and Billing. So, Phil, you were saying you you don't like how Tim Sheehy made his money. What, what don't you like about how he made his money? Well, I heard they invested in this Chinese uh, communist com- uh, company, and I don't know the details of it, but, you know, anytime you invest in anything that's with the Chinese, you in my opinion, you're a suspect. Well, so this is just like, I mean, if you have a 401k, they could say the same thing about you. It's like it's like when the Montana school teachers were complaining about oil and gas, and it's like, uh, have you guys looked at your own 401k? Like, you're investing in oil and gas, you know. Um, so but what about the aerial firefighting business or the drone business? Uh, did you not like those? Or, Well, I... <laughs> I, I'll have to call some other time and tell you how I think that uh, runaway fires could be taken care of quite easily, but that's a subject for another day. Um, anyway, uh, they did a poll. Uh, I don't know who did the poll recently, and it actually shows um, Matt uh, Rosendale up 5% on tester, whereas uh, if I understand the latest poll on Tim Sheedy, it shows it pretty much a dead heat. So I do believe that uh, I keep hearing the... the uh, saying that uh, Rosedale cannot beat um, John uh, Tester, and I don't believe that's true at all. Um, well, think, and, and it depends on what the poll is saying right now. I mean, a, a poll might say one thing right now, but what does a poll say $500 million from now? $500 million in fake phony ads with, oh, shuck it, ducky, oh, yeah, just run up, you know, like John Tester is going to be pounding the airwaves with these fake phony ads, and he's going to have hundreds of millions of dollars to do so. So a poll today might might show both Rosendale and Sheehy defeating him, uh, but, but $300 million from now, what does it say? Well, that's true. Anyway, getting back to some of my original points, uh, Matt has an excellent record as a true conservative in Montana and in the legislature in uh, Washington. And that has always impressed me. I uh, Personally, I don't care how a guy says what he says. A lot of people don't like President Trump, who I very much like, because they don't like his style or his methodology or how he says whatever he says. But I look for the record. 
Yeah. Yeah. But but of course, Donald Trump didn't have a legislative record or a congressional record. And and the Jeb Bush people were attacking him in kind of a similar regard. Oh, yeah. Well, he made his money doing this. And oh, he donated to Hillary Clinton. Yeah, because he was doing business in New York. You know, uh, you got to play the game sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, But Phil, appreciate your phone call. Great to hear from you. Uh, Let's see. Steve in Stevensville. Uh, Let me sneak on at least one more caller here. Steve, what's on your mind? Hey, yeah, so a comment about where how this guy made his money, your boy Sheehy. I mean, listen, pandering to the federal government to secure federal contracts and spending our tax dollars when we're already running insane deficits because he can write a website all about diversity, equity, inclusion, and, you know, other ESG-related topics to appeal to the decision-makers in D.C. that decide on vendors like his company. Or California. It's the wrong choice. It's the wrong yeah, that's right. It's the wrong choice for Montana. It's the wrong choice for our country. And anyone who is a hand chosen by Mitch McConnell and the rest of the enemies to the state of Montana and the state and the United States of America should not be our choice. Well, it, it wasn't hand chosen by Mitch McConnell. Now, Steve Daines openly said that he asked him Sheehy to run. Uh, and so but so so you're saying that, uh, well, because he made money building an aerial firefighting business, and got a government contract to fight fires that that somehow is a disqualifier. Well, tell that to the lady in Sealy Lake who had her home saved by Tim Sheehy and his aerial firefighting company. Uh, yeah, I, I think, look, we look at, at, at many ways that our, our taxpayer dollars are being wasted. I don't think that aerial firefighting or drone technology to help save our soldiers on the battlefield. I don't think either one of those qualify as a waste of federal taxpayer dollars. Now, billions of dollars more to other countries when we don't secure our own southern border. I think we can all agree on that one, right, John? I would say one last thing on this. The Republican base right now is very, very anti-establishment right now. I mean, I'm like you, Aaron. I spend all day talking to And rightfully so. Out yeah. there on Twitter, I, I know their sentiments. And... Those here in Montana, if you are perceived as the establishment, okay, my advice to you would be to back away from this race because if the voters out there see you pushing one candidate or the other, they're going to go the other way because that people are really just – that's their thing right now is anti-establishment. It's almost like we've been turned into the hippies from the 60s, right? But, 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 it's, <laughs> but it's also funny. Like I totally agree. Mitch McConnell, yeah, he's on his way out. He needs to be on his way out. Governor Gianforte just took back the governor's office for the first time in 16 years. So for somebody to sit back and say, oh, Gianforte's establishment. What, because he won a big race? You know what I mean? Like, that's not the establishment criticism that's going to work with the but people. It doesn't matter what it actually is. It's what it seems. It's the perception. Yeah, perce- yes. All right. Yes. I like John Jackson. Always a pleasure. Follow him on Twitter at Private Joe.